barbarians, I am editing, so I'm not on my good microphone, but I did want to give you a content warning that although Acquisitions Incorporated is a little bit more lighthearted, in this episode there is a little bit of body horror and um, some combat that involves animals. So if those are sensitive subjects for you, it's okay to skip this one and catch up next time. It was a snoop on the stoop. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So last time, oh, I guess I should actually introduce the podcast. Yeah, first. God, slacker. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Jeez, <laughs> noob. Hello, barbarians, and revered shadow council. I'm Rainy, and today we're going to be playing the Acquisitions Incorporated adventure with my friends. To my left, playing Warforged Fighter Carl Fourteen Santiago. What up? And on my right, playing Verdan Rogue Duck is Jessica. Hello. <laughs> Last <Sorry>. time. <laughs> God, I really worked hard on that intro. You had been traveling from Waterdeep towards Phandalin. You were on your sixth, sixth day of travel. Sixth. Or sixth? Mm-hmm. Wait, is that a word? Sixth? Sixth? So in America, we say sixth, usually. Yeah. But in England, they say sixth. Sixth. Mm-hmm. I was like... That mm-hmm. doesn't sound like the right word. Okay, sorry. Yeah. My bad. It's, it's weird. How multicultural. Mm. Yeah, just so people know what we're talking about. You don't want them to be like, what, well, mean, what, what is that? I mean, hey, what is that? <laughs> good my Good heavens! What barbarian nonsense is this? I mean, don't, don't we have like listeners in like Denmark and yes. whatever? So, I mean, seriously? Our Nordic peeps. Yeah. That's awesome. Shout out to Danes. Danes in the house. Swoods. Goodness, I'd love to go to Denmark. Oh my goodness. That would be awesome. We should have a field trip in. What? I don't know. I haven't even looked into it. <laughs> It'd just be cool. But yeah, also Sweden. Sweden and Denmark. Field trip. Netherlands. Yeah. The Netherlands. All right. Yes. Last time. Yes. Uh, you were on your sixth day of travel. Many things had already occurred. You had, um, well, it was actually very non-combat. You had negotiated with some goblins. We did. Um, and then there was a little bit of fighting and you negotiated with um, the female shamaness of the lizard folk in the Mare of Dead Men. Um, and after helping her, made some arrangements for her to get in touch with you for some business dealings because her people basically have the market cornered on the special ingredient for water breathing potions. Wasn't it like an algae? Yep. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, you guys did that. We and then, bugbears. Oh, yeah. You, you made friends with uh, Jet and Meth. We hired some True. People. Yeah, you paid them. Yes. Yeah. Which they hadn't been paid in five days. They were very sad. Poor little bugbears. Um, and... Then on the sixth day, you're, you know, you're very close to Phandalin at this point. You turn down the Trimor Trail and you see 
this strange naked dude. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> you're not sure if he's like a really small human or a very large, like small folk, like a dwarf or something like that. Is he chubby? Um, he's pretty square. Huh. Like he's not, he doesn't look muscular or anything. He looks rotund. Rotund. So he was, just to remind you, um, yeah, he was wearing not a stitch of clothing. Oh boy. He was sitting cross-legged in the middle of the road. Again, dirt wagon rutted trail is really what it is. Um, and in what he, one hand, he's fiddling with a copper medallion that has the image of a thin tangled pair of antlers on it. Um, and again, you're not sure if he's a beardless dwarf or a really short, pale half-orc, because he's kind of like his own. He's pretty stout, uh, or some sort of human with a glandular condition. There. Um, it's hard to tell, but um, he did say in his crazy voice, I'll say it in a regular voice so you understand what he said, Fortune has strange and wonderful and terrible things in store for you. So I am here as Fortune's lackey, fair or foul, Wheel or woe, chant or howl, friend or foe, is what he said to you. Um, so you may choose to interact with him or go around him. Like I said, your wagon's pretty small, so you could simply pull it on kind of the side of the track if you wanted to. But there is this naked person in the middle of the road doing his thing. Eyes still closed, but speaking to you as you approach. So, unfortunately, um, Carl, when he uh, cons this dude, it's going to do a little scan and detect no weapons, no armor, nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't have any magic detection or anything like that, so who knows what's up there. Mm -hmm. But as far as Carl's sensors are concerned, it classifies this in that little, in his little, you know, Terminator-style HUD of, like, no threat detected. And then there's uh, the next bullet item on that is spouting gibberish. <laughs> and then he just right. kind of ignores him. Like, yeah. Okay. Your, your predator scanner is like not good game. Not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> not worthy game. Puts him in the category of weaponless and pregnant. Yeah. It's yeah. like if there's a stump next to it, like on the side of the road, it's the same just quieter classification yeah. just not making noise yeah so this is the equivalent of a stump with a woodpecker on it basically in, mm -hmm. in in carl's view okay so he just keeps walking i don't know is it my turn pulling the the wagon that's up to you or is it uh jet and meth jet's turn or are they is pavel still we'll taking a turn roll a, a d6 it's a four okay so with a four, it is Jut's turn. Cool. Mm -hmm. So Jut is pulling the wagon. I feel like he's probably happily pulling it because he gets it's because it's fair. Yeah. Right. He's it's a fair pay for honest pay for an honest day's work. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. I feel like he's pretty happy. Yeah. He's like just trotting along, ding, carrying ding. your stuff. <laughs> a giant heap of weapons in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't carry them all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> A, a little, little bale of hay. And a bale of hay for Pavel. No, Pavel. Um, 
so the medallion that he's twirling around, is mm -hmm. it like, is it a coin or is it something else? Um, why don't you make a religion check? Why don't I? I shall need, oh, 17. Religion's a thing, right? Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. 20. A gentleman's 20, mm -hmm. I believe. A dirty 20. Call that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, dirty wait, 20. wait. Did you say dirty 20 or doherty 20? I said doherty. <laughs> doherty, gotcha. Okay. Um, so you recognize that this coin, it does have a leaf on it, like it should be on a necklace, so more of a medallion. Okay. Um, has, it's the holy symbol of Bashaba. And Bashaba is a goddess who is the enemy of Timora, who's the goddess of luck. So Timora is the goddess of like fortune. Okay. And Bashaba is the goddess of like bad luck, basically. She's the opposite side of the coin of Timora, if you want to think oh. about it that way. So he's that seems like that's not somebody I want to mess around with. So but yeah. Um <laughs> now don't get me wrong. I would love to see Table talk. I would love to see what this dude is about. Yeah. But in character, just Carl would dismiss this dude. Right. So I have to. I have to go with that. Yeah. yeah. So no matter how bad I want to be, like, oh, I want to see what's up with this guy. <laughs> I can't. Oh. I have no, like, I mean, and Charm's not with us anymore. So. Oh yeah, she's not. Not right now. It's only uh, Gorka's with us. Only Gorka's with yeah. us. Chet, so. Meth, and Gorka. And Pavel. Well, I think from that role, mm -hmm. like knowing that that's a bad luck mm -hmm. symbol thing, as much as I am curious about it, mm -hmm. I think I wouldn't, I don't want to mess with that guy. So you start to go around him, basically. Yeah. Not doing anything overt to him or anything like that, just going around? Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason yeah. to engage the dude. So yeah. as you're like almost past him, he still has his eyes closed. He's still playing with his little medallion. He says, just gonna go by. I have a riddle. Oh. Can you answer a riddle? I'm not into riddles. <laughs> I, 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 I think I might be. Yeah. She's really curious and stuff. I feel like she'd be really into that. Duck is like uh, inquisitive and curious yeah. and all of that. Because she's of trying stuff. to like learn about like the whole other world and everything, like everything new. So Fair yeah, enough. I mean, yeah. As long she's... as it fits. You know. No, I think so. Because like she's, I think she's like, oh, okay, bad luck. Not gonna do this. She's going along talking to Pavel, and then he says riddle, and her little ears are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of turns around, <laughs> and they're they're all like, <laughs> yeah, together, and her little like ponytail. So that they kind of like. <laughs> Like a little antenna up here. Yeah. <laughs> Riddle, you say? So, like, you stop kind of in your tracks. Yeah. He's like, oh, I should have known it would have been you who stops. <laughs> As I said, I see much in your futures. So, remember when uh, in Aladdin... When Jafar was disguised as the old man in the in the prison, yeah, you know, I need a strong pair of legs and a young back to lift the trash boy. <laughs> like that's who I'm imagining when I'm like talking like this dude. Sure. <laughs> this like crutch and big old beard and like ragged blanket yeah. and whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Big, like, like jutting out. Yeah, the tooth and the, the teeth all different. Yeah, sizes. It was like the same crazy stuff. old man that was in Notre Dame, I think. 
The one who was like in a thing, he's like, I'm free, I'm free, dang it, and he'd get captured again. I never saw a hunchback. I only saw it like once or twice, but I remember that guy. In my viewing of that catalog is sorely lacking. Fair. Because you've sort of stopped in your tracks. Yes. Um, he recites the riddle to you. And I'm going to do it regular voice again, because it's a riddle. So you probably want to be able to understand what he's saying. So here it is. I stand aloof, alone as a savior. I shine my oily smile across the rippling vastness. I, with this beaming, attract and repel. Ignore me, and you are lost, one way or another. What am I? I think it's a lighthouse. Correct! Oh, Bishaba smiles upon you today, or should I say ignores you? That's probably equally well. <laughs> so, just to be clear, have I noticed that this is taking place oh, yeah. at, like, we're, we're a few steps no, I mean, the down the road yelling. and we're just like... <laughs> and Duck is Yeah, it doesn't sound like a there. subtle character. Because yeah. <laughs> she didn't, like, say anything. She's like, just like, she, she kind of like yet. stopped to talk to the guy and yeah. we kept going. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we'll probably, we're probably a few, what, a good five, five, ten steps oh, yeah. down the road. I don't think he went too far. Yeah. Yeah. Because he started talking again and Duck stayed there. And then you said lighthouse. Yeah. So, so do you have to make like perception checks to see who noticed or no. do you just say like, I notice? And tell Jut to stop, or yeah, that's fine. No one's sneaking. Yeah, so that's it's, cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, all right. You're fine. So I'll notice that she stopped to talk to this stump with a woodpecker on it, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. And I'll tell, uh, I'll tell Jut, hey man, uh, hang on for a second. I'll turn around and peer back down the road at what's going on. And if it's possible for a Warforged to look somewhat nonplussed, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how I look right now. Like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> and you do feel a little different. Almost like lucky. Like, yeah, luck is smiling upon you today <laughs> because bad luck is not smiling upon you. Fair, right? And so then, like, almost without warning... His eyes shoot open, he stands up, jibblies in the wind, oh boy. and just sort of runs off into the bushes. Like, <laughs> see you next time! <laughs> and you can see Worth like it. his little butt skin's all like bruised and indented, like he's been sitting there for days waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, somebody get that yeah. guy a and cushion. And he just runs or off something. like through the, you know. Poison oak and stuff. Just wow. Like into the swamps. <laughs> like, wee! <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. Yeah, um, that's cool. I did want to see what that I know, right? Was. <laughs> so, uh -huh. because you did all the right things, I won't tell you what those things were, but you did meet all three requirements. Oh. You now have. No, her. You now have luck. Okay. So on one roll, okay. before the next time you, like, well, I'll say, like, within the next couple of days or so. Like, okay. it'll wear off at some point. Fair. You can roll a d10 and add it to any roll you make. Oh, nice. Time. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I could use that. Mm -hmm. The way I roll. 
What? You roll. You roll well. You roll great. You roll just fine. I roll initiative really poorly. That but seems that's to be. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But that seems to be. Yeah, where Duck I doesn't roll. need to run in first. Like, who are you? She's not Nix. Hey, Rory. Yeah. I mean, sometimes on a rogue, you definitely <clears throat> want to go first because there's shit that triggers on targets that have not taken damage. Right. If you do assassination uh, spec, yeah. yeah. No, that is true. Your dex is usually high enough that you do. I was well. gonna say your initiative is like plus four. Yeah, but last time Shit. she got a six because she rolled a two. <laughs> Just saying. It's like no. indeed. All right, so you Think continue okay. <laughs> on the road. You know that you're on your last couple of hours of travel. Um, there are signs that civilization, I mean, for out here, right. um, is up ahead. Um, this is an area that is developing. It's definitely still very rural, but this is a, an important kind of like trade outpost along the coast because it is between the two major trade cities on the northern part of the Sword Coast. Mm-hmm. So it's south of Neverwinter, north of Waterdeep. Right. So it is an important position to be in. Was yes. I correct? It's this one, right? Yeah. Fandolin? Mm-hmm. With PH. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Fandolin. definitely <laughs> south of Neverwinter. North of Waterdeep. And north of Waterdeep. Yep. And, and a little further inland, but not super But it's super like a nice far. stop because otherwise the Mare of Dead Men is not known to be a safe place to set up camp with all your supplies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Although you you've made it through quite handily at this point, we have um, friends though. Yeah, you just made a bunch of friends. So yeah, this is an area that has value, um, but due to much history in the area, it kind of has never really developed into a city proper. Okay. And so you're continuing to move along the road. And Jessica, I'm sorry if at any point you need me to stop my description. Please let me know. Um, and ahead in a rough part of the road, because like I said, it's kind of a dirt track with like wagon ruts in it. Mm-hmm. You see a pair of dead horses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and an overturned cart <laughs> blocking your way. Okay. Um, now on foot, you'd be able to go around it, but you do have the wagon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you see sacks and barrels spilled from the cart, littering the ground. And this is an area on the trail where the trees are growing close to the road and there is thick undergrowth that makes it difficult to see what might be beyond it. Okay, so Carl's HUD starts going a little bananas where it starts having little like exclamation points and little like triangle shaped (laughs) reticles over different stuff. Where it's like, and they're like spelling out ambush, ambush, ambush. Is what it's uh, saying. So that is a dirty 20. Okay. Ooh, bye. You see um, several goblins waiting motionless in the underbrush and a few more in the trees, just sitting on branches watching. And at first you're like, oh yeah, ambush. But because you rolled so high, the next thing you immediately notice as you start scanning them proper is there are no life signs, no vitals. Oh. These goblins are all dead. Uh-oh. All right. That's creepy. 
and as like you're kind of like really looking at them, you notice they're like propped up and tied into those positions. Huh. Okay. Need to I turn into a call of Cthulhu real quick. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. 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 Need to share this information with my party. Is uh, Jut still pulling the wagon? It hasn't been long enough. No, it's Mef's turn. It's right Mef? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll tell Mef to hold up by saying, hey, why don't you take a break, Mef? There's something, uh, something not right up ahead here with this situation. How does Pavel react? That's a, a great question. Let me see. I think that's really fair. It actually is a pretty awesome question. Okay. Um, well, you know. Yeah. No. Duck and Pavel are yeah. like homies. <laughs> you that see is. that, like, Ooh. his ears are back, mm-hmm. and then, like, forward, and then back, and his nostrils are flaring? He seems confused. Well, that's not good. Yeah. Um, can I roll perception as well? You may. Ten. Yeah, I mean, when are you pointing out the goblins at this point? Yeah, yeah. I'm going over everything that I'm mm-hmm. seeing. First of all, I thought we were looking at an ambush here, and we're going to have to ready weapons to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I notice all these goblins, except they're all dead. And curiously enough, they seem to be posed. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but we need to be on our guard. Yeah, and so with your role, like, as he's pointing this stuff out, you notice basically the same things, but nothing additionally. So at this point, I would say, like, the wreckage of the, like, horses and wagon and the goblins are all about maybe, like, 40 feet ahead of you right now. Can I check for traps? You want to investigate the rocks? I do. Okay, you may. Uh, is that a three? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that'll be a ten. So maybe it's because you've made such good friends with Popple at this point, but you're just really upset by these, like, dead horses that are in the road. Okay. It's hard to know for sure if there's anything else going on because you're just so like heart oh, is broken. Okay. Oh. Yeah. What would you like to do? What do you think we should do? So they're blocking the road. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like horse horse cart stuff. Okay. Um I'll turn to uh, Jut and Mef and ask, you know, they're technically my direct reports. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to ask um, in an uncharacteristically charismatic leadership move. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they wouldn't mind, you guys uh, okay with clearing the path ahead? I'll take the next turn pulling the wagon if you uh, wouldn't mind getting this stuff out of our way. I mean, like, lifting stuff is the easy thing, and we're getting paid, so, like, wherever you need, boss, we can, yeah, we can go over there. I mean, it's not big. <laughs> we're not taking anything, though. Usually people tell us to take stuff, but, you know, Look, whatever. If, if you find something <laughs> that you like, feel free to keep it. As long as it's 
Nothing gross. Well, they're just so cool to us. No one's been nice to us before. <laughs> and so they start walking forward happily to go move like carts and sacks and things like that. And when they get about 20 feet from the horses, oh, no. they lurch up. The their horses do? flesh stuck to the ground. Their skeletons just pull out of their flesh as they rise up. And... Um, let me see if I have a good picture for you. Holy shit! Are they like the undead mounts? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, like I said, their, their flesh sloughs off them. Um, and they lurch to their feet. And... I need everyone to roll initiative. Hell yeah. Oh I got dirty 20. Seven. Dang. Carl? Thirteen. Okay. We've got the horses. Yeah, Carl 13's my cousin. <laughs> I thought I had something that's like if nobody's acted yet. On Nyx you did because you went assassin at level oh, three. Oh, that's that you're not that far yet. There. Yeah. Uh, Alright. But Duck, you do get to respond first. You were kind of like really keeping your eye on those horses because you were so sad about it. Like thinking about what if that was Pavel? You could just leave them there. And uh, and so yeah, you notice it as soon as they start to move. Is there anything you want to do? Are they coming towards us? They do look like they're taking, like they're like pawing at the dirt and like looking at the bugbears and like snorting somehow, even though they have no soft tissue to make that noise. Yeah. Um, how far away am I from them? About 40 feet. Can, how far can I shoot a bow? Oh, it's definitely within range within distance. distance, yeah. Really bad at distances. No, me too. Um, I'll, I'll just try and shoot one. Okay. In the face! Sure. Um. Oh, Christ. Oh! Oh, no! <laughs> I rolled a rich. Is that a one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have you roll a d4. Okay. Just a three. Okay. So the arrow flies just to the right of Meth. Like through his little fur, but it doesn't seem to injure him. Mm -hmm. And just like goes past the whole wagon situation. Shit. Um, yeah. So, do you want to also move forward, or do you want to stay back right now? Um, I don't want to move, like, towards them, but I maybe want to strafe. Okay. Take some cover. I'm like, yeah, if okay. I can kind of... Sure. Zip it and I'm like, Pavel, run! Run, Pavel, run! Pavel moves towards the back of your wagon, where there is hay, and begins to chew on it. Well, like, side <laughs> eye <laughs> He's a nervous eater. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> um, all right. And then, uh, Carl, you right. get to go next. Okay. Proceed. So, are horses uh, medium-sized creatures still? They are large, large undead. Jesus, what kind of horses are they? Okay. They're like Pertrons. <laughs> Fuck you! They're undead draft horses. <laughs> Shit. I don't know if I can... Uh, I don't know if I can shove a large creature, mm. is the thing. 
Because I like doing that charge and knocking stuff prone. That's a good opener. Uh-huh, right. If I can't do that with with a large creature, then... Yeah, it seems like you'd have something that would, like, scan it and be like, yeah, I can knock this over, or no, are you dumb? Like, yeah. Right. Like, I won't do work. Do not attempt. <laughs> So you don't have the charger feet. No. You are just... A level two juggernaut warforged fighter. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Just. <laughs> yeah, I would say you can definitely make an attempt to push. It's going to be more difficult, um, probably, because okay. of their size. Gotcha. I mean, it's just like, it's a... The way I read shove initially, it was just a contested uh, athletics role. Yeah. No, I mean, try to knock their strength is higher because of their size and makeup, so it's going to be more difficult. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's give that a shot. Okay. Sprint up, throw a shoulder into one of these horses, and see if I can knock it. Okay. All right. That is a 15. No, no, no. That's a 17. Sorry. Right. Athletics, not strength modifier. The horse rolled poorly. Okay. They had a total of 12. Well, they've got hooves. I mean, no, yes. hooves can they roll? Yeah. And um, mostly I think it's because, I mean, they're not, well, I mean, some horses are not that smart anyway. But these are undead horses of some type. Um, and they're very focused on Jet and Meth, who have come into within range of them, basically. It seems to be something that was triggered upon getting too close. Okay. So they're not paying attention to you when you run at one of them. When you run at them, bro. Alright. Oh, cool. And so you're trying to knock it over, basically? Yeah, knock it prone. Okay. So it's like you do, you kind of just bull rush into one of the horses, um, and it like doesn't notice you coming at it. And as you push it, it slips in its own rotted flesh uh, that's at its, uh, at its hooves and like scrambles and falls over and there's a clattering of bones hitting ground. Awesome. So it is prone. Cool. I would like to take my action surge. Uh-huh. And take a swing at the other horse with my longsword because I'm still wielding my shield and longsword. Okay. Um, at the standing horse. Yes. You do have advantage if you attack the prone horse. That's true. But you can't... Ah, sorry. But you can attack either of them, so feel free. I'm trying to engage both of them. Do so the they're whole, paying attention to you. Do the whole tank thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you, come out, come here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll your roll your rolls. All right. Oh no! <laughs> oh, you rolled a rich too. Poor I'd rich. like you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. A saving throw. Oh no! At <laughs> least <laughs> it's not a one. This is a two. Total. Yeah, under a four total. Okay. Um, still not great. Um, <laughs> not great. Not great. <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> Oops, sorry. So you, like, twist, you know, because you really, you drive with the hips and everything when you swing your yeah. sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
as you do, you fail to recalibrate for the slippery ground. So you also slip in the rotting flesh of the horse Ugh. that it's pawing in right now and fall, and fall next to it. Ugh. So you are also prone. Terrible. Okay. Okay. So messy. But you don't take any damage or anything. It's just you and a horse wiggling around in goo right now. In horseshoe. Um, Sick. Yep, it's pretty great. All right, uh, it is Gorko's turn. Get him, Gorko! Get him, Gorko. <laughs> I don't remember what Gorko can do. He's like a spellcaster-y Oh, yeah, he just got all those like, cool like, thunder wave and all that. Right? Wasn't that a thing he got? He got yep. thunder wave, yes. Excellent remember. memory. I don't remember what it does, though. So he has Firebolt, he has Frostbite, he has Gust, which is like wind, he has Mage Hand, uh, he has a Protection Spell, he has Ray of Sickness, Shield of Faith, and Thunder Wave. Goodness. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Frostbolt because it does damage and... Slows them down? Uh, gives them disadvantage on yeah. their next attack. Nice. Right. So I like that one. Mm-hmm. Because it helps with mitigation, so... Yeah, and then Thunder Wave is like an area of effect. In this case, if he ran up and did it, it would also hit Carl, because he's laying next to the horse. Okay. Um, But that would potentially do damage and, like, push them. Okay. Um, So that's what Thunder Wave does. So just it's not like know. it only gets the bad guys, it gets everybody in the... Yeah, everyone okay. in the area of the spell, because it's kind of like a... Is that how, like, all AoE spells are in here? Not all of them, but most of them. Okay. The cool thing is, like, if you're a sorcerer, mm -hmm. um, you can get abilities that let you shape your spell around your allies. And yeah. There are ways around it. That's cool. But especially at low level, yeah, it's a thing. Sorry, Carl 14. All right, so which spell shall he use? Which spell shall he use? I vote for Frostbolt. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. All right. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay. So, whispy. Oh yeah, you didn't bring a nos today. It's in the fridge. Oh no, shit! I missed <laughs> it. All right. So he is going still to not a pod person, but I've got my eye on. It was weird. Like today when I woke up, I felt like I had like tunnel vision almost. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, I don't know if I just like sat up too fast or something. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm. Yeah. All right. For a moment, as you see, because you're still back, you're on the ground, so you don't see it as much. Um, you see Gorko run up, mm -hmm. um, and he says something, again, in Dwarvish, and you see like this kind of glittering image of a snowy mountain over oh. his head. And he gestures towards the standing horse, because that's the one that's easier for him to hit. Um, and a small little bolt of, like a snowball almost, just goes against the horse. Um, and take some damage. Um, and frost begins to spread across its bony joints. And then, unbidden, as a bonus action, he looks at Carl, who's on the ground, and he says, You are made like the things at the end, though. You are protected. Um, you're going to have a plus two to your AC. He has 
um, put a shield of faith on you. Oh. And that will last um, 10 minutes. So that's like 60 rounds or something like that. So have fun with that. Nice. All right. So he has cast his spell. I did that one and that one. Yep. Yeah. So he's only used one spell slot. All right. Um, he looks very pleased with himself. Aww. And then it is the horse's turn. All right. Um, the horse that's next to you on the ground is going to attempt to stand up. Okay. Um, I would allow you to make an attack with, it's going to be with disadvantage to try to get him while he's getting up. An attack of opportunity. All right. Yeah, because that'll take him like five minutes to stand up. <laughs> Right. That is a 10. All right. So your lower one's 10 total. Yeah. All right. Three plus seven. <laughs> Likely just due to its bulk, you're unable to prevent it from getting up. But you... Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because it used its movement to, like, get up and kind of get out of the goo, um, it is unable to reach anyone to do anything else this turn. Cool. So, uh, you know, so All you ready. did delay it. The other one, however, is going to run forward towards one of the bugbears because oh. you were unable to hit it together. I was unable to get aggro. Um, and now the, the party's yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> God, fucking tank. Shittiest tank ever. And make the shit tank. Surprised. Because the bugbears weren't expecting this to happen. They were just chatting with each other about how fun this job is. Um, gets hoofed oh. right in the chest. Oh, dear. And stumbles back, but still has his feet. But he, but you can like see like blood start to hit the ground. Uh -oh. uh, he is quite injured. These oh, are, no. are big horsies. Oh, no. All right. Um, and the bugbears were surprised, so they don't get to act this round. Uh, we are back to duck. Okay. Uh, so he's within, clearly within five feet. Yes, that is correct. Carl, 14. Carl. Um, so I, I would like to sneak attack if I can. Okay. If you, yeah, they're both standing. So are you going for the one that's nearer to Carl or the one that just attacked the, your bugbear friend? Uh, that one. Okay. Because Carl can usually... Handle? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Go ahead and make your attack. Oh, dark. Uh, 14. Okay, that'll hit. So, roll. I was supposed to add something to that, huh? But, but yeah, it'll if still. it hits, it hits, right? Yeah. They're bones with some scraps of barding on them. They're not very armored. Fair. Um, and, yeah, no. They are vulnerable to certain types of damage, but they are not resistant to anything so yeah so you're good um you may roll your normal weapon damage plus 1d6 for your sneak attack okay so what did we figure out about the two daggers thing i forgot because i remember we talked did about you that. run up and you're using your melee weapons that's what i was thinking okay yeah uh, so the sorry, first weapon hit that. you're gonna uh, add your damage your sneak attack damage to that okay then you'll do your second weapon attack. That okay. one won't get the sneak attack damage if it hits. Do I have to roll again for the second one? Because it's a separate attack. Okay, yeah. that's what I wasn't So sure this about. first one, we're just doing whatever you've decided your main weapon is, 
We're gonna roll that damage plus your 1d6 for sneak attack. Okay, so I'll just do my, because I'm gonna do my two daggers. Mm -hmm. So I'll do like that. So, okay, so that's gonna be. It's uh, like 1d4 plus. 1d4 plus 4. 4. And then plus, plus 1d6. 1d6. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So 4. Nice. So 4 plus 4, so that's 8. Mm -hmm. And then my d6 is 5. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. For that person, and then I'm oh, I have to roll again to see if that one hits the second dagger. Yep, so roll your attack 19. Oh, yeah, that hits as well. Yeah. Two, so question yes, um, I can I add my 10 for my lucky 10 to that? You can only add it to like d20 rolls, like okay, to do d20 something. Fair. So, like if you failed with your second attack, you could right. have added it to that to make it hit, okay, basically that sort of thing. No, that's right. So, two more. Yep, please. Please! Alright. I'm enraged by the... You run up, and with your little daggers, you're just, like, cutting off bits of the, like, bone chipper thing going on here. It's just flying everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, parts of ribs are falling off. There's a cracked acetabulum. Let's use some anatomy words in here, shall we? Um, yeah, the, you know... Tibial tuberosity is sheared away. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> like I know that one. Uh, you know, and various other anatomy things. Cool. Um, but yes, this horse is barely holding together at this point. Good. It seems to take whatever magic is powering this thing is barely keeping it upright. It's like shaking. The like glowy lights are like flickering in its eyes. It is very close to being properly dead at this point. So that was a great hit. Excellent. All right. Teach um, him and one of my bugbears. Jet is like, oh my god, thank you so much. It really hurt me right in my chest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Rainy, if you could just like. Really, kind of just come out of your shell and like maybe get into character. It would be really cool. Uh, Carl. It's your turn. I need to stand up. You do. <laughs> and you may. It doesn't, you don't have to roll anything. I would like to stand up. You do. You're standing <laughs> next to a horse. Cool. So, um. You see a injured, very injured undead horse a few feet away. Well, I had to use my movement to stand up. When you stand, I want to say it's like half your movement to stand. Mm -hmm. Let me look. I don't remember. Do you remember? I don't remember. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Let's see. I can't believe I wasted my action surge on a one. That sucks when that happens. But it's because I was not rolling how I normally roll. Because normally I roll like this. And that time I rolled like that. <laughs> and it's like, that'll mess you up. Every time when you just like rock I can't quickly it. find it. So yeah, let's say that used your movement moving right. things along. So pretty much I have to hit the one right next to me. Because I can't reach the other one. It's all Unless the way you have to... something ranged, yeah. Yeah. I I really all of my other shit's piled on the cart. Mm -hmm. I just have my long sword and my shield. Sure. So I'm just gonna try to hit the one that's right next to me. Sure. Um while you're getting up. Go ahead and make a, an Arcana check for me. All right. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my. 
That's another one. So a total of three. Oh yeah, you are not paying attention to anything else but these enemies right now. Carry on. Carry on. All right. So I'm going to try to uh, take a slash at the other one with okay. my long sword. Sure. The longest of swords. Yeah. So we've got a 22. Oh yeah, that'll hit. All right. So that is 1d8 plus mm -hmm. 5. There's my 1d8. All right. 10 damage. Awesome. Yeah, you, again, just like swipe through pretty much all of its ribs on one side are broken off um, bits of the, you know, transverse processes <laughs> of the vertebrae are, are sheared clean. Uh, <laughs> really, really uh, flexing all those. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me. I'm going to teach you a lot of anatomy this week. <laughs> All right, and it's all bones, so it's a <laughs> perfect week for skeletons. Nice. Um, all right, so yeah, this one doesn't look as damaged as the one up by Duck, but still looks significantly damaged at this point. Um, and it is Gorko's turn. Gorko! Gorko nods in approval as you get up, like, like he feels like he really helped make that happen. Um, you know, he's real into it. And uh, yeah, so... Do you call out anything for him to do, or are you letting him make his own decisions at this point? Uh, let's let him uh, make his own decisions. Okay. It's so weird. What? Because like, the drinks that I make, I'm like, this is delicious. And he's like, it's turpentine. Yeah. And then like the beer That's I true. like, I'm like, oh man, this is like orange juice. And I feel like you'd be like, that's nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so... It's so strange. So he's oh, gonna go tastes for it. very true. So uh, you hear him say a different dwarvish word, and this little like moat of fire flies past your head. Um, <clears throat> it's almost like someone's just holding like a lighter on, like and moving <laughs> it past you. It's real tiny, but as soon as it hits the horse that you are in front of. Uh -huh. It goes whoosh and just kind of like spreads through it. Um, and it's gonna Poor horses. Some... <laughs> They're like, put us out of our misery. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> They're not. <laughs> That's what horses They're not like. horses anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, and that horse just clatters apart. Like the bones spread across the ground as if dropped from a large sack. Um, and there's no sign of unlife anymore Gorko. in this one. Um, so that's Gorko's turn. And then it is the remaining horse. And then. So and then. falling down horse turns towards you. Good. It's glowy eyes glaring into you. I got my shield ready. And this is a, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Um, let's see, plus, I mean, they do have a plus six to their attacks, that's, to be fair. That's respectable. Yeah, that, it's not yeah, bad. I can um, respect that. This is a 14 versus your AC. Okay. Well, it's, uh, it's not going to close the deal, but I respect the effort. Yeah. So it's, like, chompy, grass-nipping teeth, like, close around your shield, and you just, like, wrench your arm aside, and, like, teeth fly out and stuff like that. Oh. 
Oh. Um, and then it is the Black Bears. Ziz turn. The injured Jut runs forward with his club and smashes into the remaining horse. It seems that these skeletons, maybe all skeletons, you haven't <laughs> dealt with them before, very susceptible to being bashed, bashed. with things. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, as this, like, like, because you've moved your shield and the teeth of the horse are like, <gasps> like, you know, <laughs> like, he just punched him in the face. And, like, so teeth are flying. Slow motion teeth. And then, like, Jet bleeding from his chest, like, the hoof wound right there, just runs in, he's like, bonk! And the head just goes, and crashes nice. apart. And then the rest of the body stands for just a moment, and then shatters to the ground. Not unlike uh, when uh, Gabe... Of Gabe and Tycho fame, uh-huh. got kicked in right in the. I believe he characterized it as the mean bean machine, <laughs> <laughs> by his computer. I think. Oh. Or he didn't get. Yeah, I don't know. There was something. He got. Uh, he got kicked. And like was like oh, <laughs> and it was with the sideways mouth. Aww. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm confusing two different ones though. You mm. know, because there's one where he gets kicked, and then there's one where like gets punched, and like there's the 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 comic where he got punched was great because the lips were all like sideways and stuff. It was just yeah. like, oh, it was great. It was great. It was like Morty lips but sideways. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> like Ren so. lips. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Everything gets sort of calm as the animated horses no longer are animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you like to do before we wrap up this session? Can I investigate like around like the goblins and stuff, like yeah. kind of the area? Sure, All the, like the site in general. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Mm. Um, twenty-five. Okay. Yes, there are going to be a few things. That you notice. Oh, sorry, 26. Oh, still, still notice things. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's a comic from 2001. Oh, dang. Oh, when, so when we that, were in high school. So. If yeah. that comic yeah. was a person, it could vote right now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and God, it is depressing. an old Penny Arcade comic. But yeah, uh, yeah, he, uh, he gets kicked in the beanbag by his computer and that's what he says oh right in the mean bean machine <laughs> we're getting in the way back machine speaking mm-hmm. of machines <laughs> dang all right so there are a few things that you notice yes um one that this was definitely staged to sort of either look like a target of opportunity like ooh, supplies in the road right scene or to like warn people away because it looks like a goblin ambush, right? right. So people might turn back and leave. Um, so it's definitely, it was very purposely set up this way. Mm-hmm. Um, looking through the like sacks and crates and everything, you see that for the most part, they've actually already been emptied. They okay. were all just staged here to look like fallen supplies. Um, except for there was one thing they forgot that you spot because you're very curious. Um, there is a cask of Luskin ice mead 
and it's um, intact among the other crates and barrels. Okay. Um, this is probably worth like a good handful of gold in Fandolin. Um, in a larger city, it'd probably be worth more. Okay. Just, it's something to be aware of. Um, and then coming kind of back towards Carl, um, looking down at the fleshy mass that was the horse carcasses, you note um, kind of ritual scarring on them in a very special pattern. Both of them have the same pattern carved into them. And you think this is related to whatever magic was used to raise them. Can I see, like, with the goblins, are they actually tied? Or are they, like, like do you know what I'm saying? Like, are they propped up, like, with, yeah. like, physical... So the ones in the they, tree like, branches are tied with rope. Okay. And the ones in the bushes are just kind of, like, placed in the bushes. Okay. And, like, they're crouching there. Okay. Fair enough. And super creepy. Yeah. They're just, like, little goblins. So propping them up in, like, a juniper bush isn't difficult because they're just little... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just was wondering if it was like they were something like the horses, where they might, if you get close, they might come to life too, or if it's mm. more like they're yeah. a more simple, yeah. Though these are know, Halloween decoration type dead. thing. Yeah. yeah. And place to look like goblins. Fair. Mm. Um, mm. And so you know, walking back towards Carl and the bugbears and Pavel, um, you see um, meth like bandaging up Jut and Gorko coming over to like, you know, work some Little some healing. spells of protection and things like that. Yeah. And um, then the bugbears get right to work like moving things off the road, delicately untying goblins and putting them in what they think is a very respectful pile on the side <laughs> of the road. Um, and uh, And pretty soon the road is clear if you want to continue. I think we should continue. Indeed. All right. And it's I'll, only... Uh, pick up one of the more intact horse bones as a trophy. Sure. Yeah, was the... What, when you said they were like... Uh, they had runes or some kind of magic thing, was that carved into the bone or In like the, the flesh? flesh? Mm-hmm. It's like when they were freshly killed, they had been like scarred up, basically, with the ritual oh. symbol. Um, is that something we, I could take with us? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's a little gross, but you have a feeling it'll dry out yeah. over the course of the remaining journey and be a little less horrifying. Yeah. But yeah, you could take one of them with you. Yeah, sure. I'll just wrap that up in a little, okay. yeah. little burlap sack. Like and... Half a jawbone or something like yeah. that. Tie it into the, the banner of my company that I wear about my waist with sure. all my knife belts and stuff. Right. You have a, a large half mandible of a horse. <laughs> Alright, um, and after a couple of hours of peaceful travel, no other signs of anything strange afoot, you approach a modest sized town. Um, you can see that it has about 50 proper buildings in it, so not super tiny by any means. Um, and it shows signs of like regular upkeep where something like was wood and then reinforced with stone and like things happening over time, um, repairs having been made, that sort of thing. Um, you can see that there are around the outskirts, there are farms and like an orchard, looks like apple trees um, on the outskirts of the town. Um, and then like what look like houses and shops towards the middle. 
And you can see that there seems to be a crowd of townsfolk in a central area of the town because you're kind of approaching from a hill as the trees open up for you to see it. And there's some sort of something, some event happening down there. But from where you are, you can't tell exactly what it is. Um, and that's where we'll go ahead and stop for this session, is with you approaching the town of Pandora. Nice. We'll have to get directions to our uh, the, the office that we need to investigate, yeah. the quote-unquote office. Yeah, Tresendar Manor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That. Which, you know, if, if we just end up setting, sh setting up shop in there, I mean, you know, it could happen. <laughs> May our labors please you. Thank you, barbarians, for listening to this episode of Barbarians Incorporated. I have been your dungeon master, Rainy. You can find me on Twitter at BarbarianRainy or check the links for more stuff. Santiago, links are still in the doobly doo. Thank you, Maisie. <laughs> I'm Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and until next time, barbarians, spend your rage wisely. Don't slip in the horse guts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>